G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. Since the Roman Legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 AD, the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking to Craig Guntrip, who is a youth pastor at a church in Devonport, Tasmania. We're going to hear a bit of his uh, heart for youth ministry. But let's find out a bit of Craig's story. Whereabouts were you born and raised, mate? I was actually born and grew up in Queensland. Uh-huh. Um, and our family moved here to Tassie when I was about 10 years old. Okay, and did you have a religious upbringing at all? In, no, I never grew up in church. We had um, my auntie and um, some cousins that were Christians growing up, and um, that was about the extent of my sort of Christian influence in my world. Um, and then when I was about 17, um, found myself in, in church through some friends that I'd met at school. Um, and actually, it was, it was my friend's dad who um, gave me a little little red book that said meet do you want to meet jesus on it and um and i still remember the label on the back it cost 50 cents and um and i took that home i had to read that book and and prayed a prayer on the end of my bed that that i would give my life to jesus and that's basically how my journey started well was there much of a change in your life after that yeah absolutely yeah i was um in a pretty rough sort of stage of life at that point um had had um my parents had just gone through a divorce and um, I was hanging out with people that probably weren't the best um, influence on my life mm-hmm. and doing and um, drinking and smoking things that probably weren't heading me in anywhere um, healthy. Mm-hmm. So I really feel like God pulled me out of a um, destructive path and, and you know gave me a new direction ahead in my life. Mm, okay, and then tell us, uh, what did you do after school? Um, so after school, I went on to study mechanical engineering, um, and I did that for a while. But during that time, I, um, I found the church that I'm in now, which is called Gateway Church in Devonport. And um, and honestly, when I first walked through the doors there, I just felt like there was just such a sense of God's presence. Um, and that kind of just shifted and changed my whole perspective on God and Christianity. Um and it really just stirred up a hunger in me to to seek after whatever God may want to do with my life. And I was on a youth camp, um, oh, must have been somewhere around 2007 or somewhere around there, 2006 maybe. Um, and I felt like God clearly spoke to me about um, pursuing ministry um, as a youth pastor. Mm-hmm. And, um, and from that point on, I kind of finished my studies just to finish it, 
and then picked up some part-time work on a farm until eventually um, I was able to be offered a job at church running a youth ministry. And tell us a bit about the uh, the latest project you're involved with. Yeah, so we've been doing um, uh, events and programs in high schools for about 10 years now and uh, we do a whole range of a uh, whole range of programs with girls around how to build self-esteem and value and worth and and then we do other ones with boys around respect and resilience and um, some of those things and and um, and we, we've noticed that a lot of high schools in our area um, have fairly poor weights rooms as far as when it comes to gym equipment or um, or that room actually being updated. The, the ones in our region are usually haven't been touched since the 90s or the 80s and the equipment's broken and it's unsafe and some of those things. And, um, and in talking to some of the school's budgets and things like that just don't seem to be um, covering the updates to some of those areas because they've got to stay up to date with technology and new classrooms being extended and these rooms are just not really uh, very high on the list to getting updated. So we felt like we could, as a youth ministry, raise the funds to renovate these high school weights rooms and then run the programs that we've been running in conjunction with physical health. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a big part of that's because mental health is a big issue in teenagers. And, and in our area in particular, we've had over the last couple of years, a few teenagers take their life due to mental health illnesses which has really sort of rocked us as a youth ministry and a team wanting to feel like we could make a change and, and, and help reach some of our young people in our community that have everything going for them but are suffering from a mental health issue. Um, and there's a lot of evidence associated with physical health and the benefits that that brings to mental health. Um, so we thought if we, could work out, um, if we could work out a way to raise the funds and if we could redevelop these rooms, we would turn the room in the school that reflects health into an appealing and attractive room again um, and then combine that with our team that um, are volunteers that are passionate about getting alongside young people and speaking to them about the direction of their life and the purposes that they have and and trying to give them hope that there's there's great things in store for their future and, and some of the challenges that they may be facing as a teenager they can overcome. Well, you know, our young people today uh, are facing so many pressures when it comes to, you know, screen addictions, video games, uh, health problems physically and mental health issues, like you mentioned. Uh, There's so much uh, that are uh, up against our young people. Uh, It sounds like you're doing something to really make a difference. Are you seeing much fruit from this ministry? Yeah, well, we've um, been trying to raise the funds at this stage for our first program, uh, or our first renovation, transformation, whatever we want to call it, the the, the first one's going to cost us about $30,000 and we had a fundraiser at our youth ministry last Friday night um, and we raised over 17000 which is pretty great. Mm. It's a great step in the right direction. Cool. Um, and we're sort of chatting with local community businesses and um, trying to see if the local community will help sponsor what we're doing or partner with us um, for them to be able to actually invest in the young people in our community and the future of our community really um, in this in this program that we're trying to pull off. So um, so we've seen some great investment from people 
and some really great responses in our community around what we're trying to do. Um, and the school is just, the first school that we're doing is um, just ecstatic about it. That we would transform their room for them um, at no cost to the school. And they've had a lot of challenges with particularly some of their um, grade nine boy students that are just a little bit um, hard to just keep concentrated in class and some of those things. And so the principal in particular was, was saying to us how great it would be to give them an outlet that's positive in an environment that can help give them some, um, you know, positive reinforcement about um, what they can achieve at school if they put their mind to it. And tell us a bit about the youth ministry you're involved with. Are you seeing many kids have their lives transformed? You know, are many coming to faith uh, in your youth ministry? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've had um, a really crazy journey as a youth ministry when I um, started, uh, must be nearly 10 years ago, um, our first youth night, we had about 30 young people, and that included that actually even included some of our team. Um, and we just started running programs that we thought would help um, engage the young people that we had and um, reach some of the ones in the schools. And um, and that over the time has developed into um, we, we regularly, consistently have over 200 young people at youth, and we also have a, a big network around our local high schools. We're pretty much in every high school and college um, consistently in our region uh, over the course of the year, running programs and reaching young people. And we've seen hundreds and hundreds of young people through our doors in our small community. Um, And there probably wouldn't be many teenagers in our region that that don't know who Rumpus Youth are and what we're doing. So, um, yeah, we've been really blessed and seen God do some amazing things and bring some amazing young people through who are now leading areas in our church and becoming teachers in schools and all this sort of stuff, which has been pretty great to see. Now, my young fella turned 13 recently and uh, we had a bit of a chat to him and said, look, mate, it's great that, uh, uh, you know, you're 13 now, you're growing up. Uh, And I said, look, the most important thing is that you have a foundation with Jesus, that you are reading God's Word, that you're praying, that you're not just doing it when your mum and dad tells you to do, but you do it on your own. You you actually get in the secret place yourself and, and develop your own spiritual walk with God. Um, and it's always a challenge with young people because they're so distracted, there's so many temptations, there's so many, you know, they're so busy with so many things. Uh, but we need to take that time to spend with God. Uh, what What advice do you give to young people in your ministry? about how they can spend their time doing their devotions with God. How do you challenge your young people? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think what you're saying is such a great point, and, and I feel like that's a big part of what youth ministry is for. It's helping teenagers or young people who grew up in church have a moment where their faith becomes their own, and it's, it's no longer attending church because the parents do or things like that and um, and we've got we've got a lot of those young people in our church and in our youth ministry and then we also have you know probably some of the roughest young people in our community that come as well so we've got this mixed bag of different stories and experiences and understandings of God in the room um, so one of the big things we do is um, every Friday night we, we have part of our night is committed to running our connect groups or our small groups where, where our leaders can get alongside our young people, talk to them about what God's been sharing with them or how they read their Bible, how they pray, praying together, chatting about 
um, what their next step is as a young person, different resources that are available because, um, you know, a lot of young people spend obviously a lot of time on the internet and things like that, um, which can be a distraction, absolutely. Um, but there's also some really great resources there for young people to learn more about their Bible um, or download apps that are good for their devotions and, and trying to help them, um, you know, use what's in their hand for a good resource to build their faith and build their um, relationship with Jesus and um, and develop that. And I guess on a Friday night when we are there, we just do our greatest a job at trying to create an environment for young people to um, to be inspired around the Word of God, to engage in worship and to... Um, to see God move in their life, um, to stir up the hunger that that would go beyond just an event, that it would become part of their life day to day. And you know what, I really believe that uh, one of the keys for young people too is is getting them into good music because, you know, the reality is if you listen to all the secular music that the young kids are listening to, I think they say 36 out of the top 40 songs have, you know, sexual explicit lyrics or swearing or, you know, it can be a really bad influence on kids. Um, I've always challenged young people to listen to, to good Christian music and, of course, there's artists like Young and Free, uh, there's Lecrae, there's uh, Toby Mac, you know, there's all these great young artists that are pumping out really cool music uh, with a, a positive message, um, how important is it? Do you think that young people are listening to to the good stuff, not not the bad stuff? Yeah, I think it's massive. I think music for young people is huge, and their tastes in music are um, are varied. And I think it changes generation to generation about what their interests are. And I think, like you said, those people you've just mentioned are doing great music that is relevant and engaging for the young people. Um, with what's going on in the rest of the world, it, it gives them good options um, that help build up, you know, positive reinforcement around um, who they are, who God is, and rather than um, you know the other sort of messages that are put through songs and lyrics in other secular music. So, um, music's been massive for us as far as engaging with young people. We've um, done schools tours with. Um, with artists who have who have been just great at engaging with young people, and then we've seen a lot of those young people come to our events on Friday night, and um, and and our band does such a good job every week at engaging with um, young people with songs and music that they love. Um, and I think that as long as there's people out there producing that great music, it's going to inspire more young people to to do the same. We've got a, a young guy in particular at our youth ministry who's probably, I think he's only 15 or 16, and he um, he's already really into producing and writing songs, and um, and not he's not a musician in the sense of pick up a guitar and write a song. He's on his, on his computer mixing tracks and all those sorts of things. So I just think that if we can inspire young people around positive creativity um, and give them an outlet for it, then um, who knows what sort of things they'll produce that'll you know, bring glory to God and point people in the right direction. Absolutely. Now, if people want to find out more about your youth ministry and uh, the church you're connected to, uh, what's the best website for them to go to? Yeah, we've got uh, a couple of websites. Our church is gatewaychurch.net.au and our youth ministry, probably the best way to check out what we do would be on Facebook or Instagram. And our youth ministry is called Rumpus Youth. Um, And the project that we're doing at the moment is called the True Strength Project. And 
with a bunch of information about that at, at, the, at truestrengthproject.com. Well, mate, let's pray that you reach many more young people and uh, it's so important that we uh, connect the next generation uh, with the Lord. You guys are doing a great job on what you're doing. Thanks for joining us, Craig. God bless you, mate. Have a good one. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. You'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater. And my challenge to you now is to go and make history. History Makers. This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to BibleLeague.com.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.